Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Welcome, everybody, to The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, your host. Today, we are very fortunate to have Rich Francaccio with us. For those of you all out there listening who do not know Rich, your background is school psychologist, right? Yes. And he is the one who has founded Focus Labs is the name of your company, correct? Mm-hmm. And you have developed this fantastic band called a Revive. And I just learned about the Revive a couple months ago. We've been trying them out here at the office. And so today, we're going to actually talk to Rich about his company, this Revive, the benefits and uses of it. And I am super excited about it. So why don't we just start, Rich, with your background and what you do for a living, and then I'll tell people how I found out about this and then how we got connected. So just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your background. I was a school psychologist for about 10 years, and my specialty area was the autism spectrum. So I worked on several teams that did exclusive work in terms of like autism evaluations for different school systems. So I was on our local school system here, one of the largest in the state, and I also worked in a smaller school system on their autism team teams. It's something that's a passion of mine, but I also started doing a lot of work for kids with focusing issues just because it's so prevalent, especially here in our home state of North Carolina. Those two areas really kind of fell into my lap in a way that um, was just really interesting for me and just a a real passion of mine to work with those kids. Those are some of my most favorite people in the world, Rich. They're some of the most fun, special, and wonderful kids that we're blessed to have an opportunity to spend time with. So it just really became a fun group of kids for me to work with. And I started learning more about them. And the longer I worked with them, the more more that I saw some of their needs that just really weren't, you know, able to be met by the technology that we had available to us in the school system at the time. So I had a parent who called and she said, do you all sell the Revive? Because we do sell therapy products and toys here and that kind of thing. And she said, do you sell the Revive? And I'd never heard of the Revive. And she explained to us, you know, what it was and what it did. And her son had been using one. And I said that we didn't, I hadn't heard of it. So she started explaining it about what it did and the uses. And I was intrigued because her son is diagnosed with ADHD. And so myself, who has struggled with ADD their entire life, I was intrigued. So we got several here. I've been using them personally, and then two of my own kids have been using them for about a month now. And then a couple of other therapists who work here, their children have been using them just as a trial and preparation you know, to recommend things to our own clientele, which I'm excited to be doing. So tell everybody a little Thank about you. this Revive band, because I am really excited to talk about it. But you describe working with the kids that you are with, how you identify the need for it, and then how you develop the idea for this band. Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. So Revive is a tactile wristband, which means it sends a vibration signal to the wrist of the user. We tried to design it to look fairly sporty, fairly modern. There's a lot of fitness trackers out there, so it doesn't really stand out from anything that most kids or adults are wearing right now. So it fits in pretty well. We have a Velcro wristband option and a buckle wristband option that just came out. But basically, the Revive is a reminder tool, and it will send a vibration to the wrist of the person who's wearing it at different points in time. And the way that it works is there's some software that we wrote here at Focus Labs for Revive to make sure that we're sending a reminder to the child at correct periods of time. So it's not something that's randomized. It's not just happening at random intervals. What we did was some research where the algorithm that we wrote is constantly changing up when we send a vibration and it's changing up how it feels so that the kids aren't going to get used to the same vibrations from it over and over again, even if it goes off several times per hour because we're changing up these variables so it's never the same in presentation. We did a bunch of research 
research. We won several grants. We were very fortunate. So that funded some research efforts that we did for several months at a time. And what we learned was just exactly on average how these kids behave in terms of their on-task behavior, their off-task behavior. So that helped us come up with the software where the algorithms are able to provide a best fit for different kinds of users. So there's three different modes for regular school or office use, mode one, two, and three. And there's also a mode we designed just for homework, which is dubbed homework mode. And the main differences are mode one, two, and three. The more difficulty that the child has in staying on task, the higher you would go. So mode one, you may get some reminders. They're very brief. They're strong, but they're not really reported as overly strong by most people, but they're strong enough you notice them. But they're also very short so that they're not something that's annoying. It's just a very quick tap on your wrist. And we tell the people, kids or adults, when you feel this vibrate, just ask yourself, am I doing what I should be doing right now? If I am, good job, keep up the good work. But if I'm not, I have to get back to work or what should I be doing right now? So something like mode one, it may get a reminder once every 10, 12 minutes on average, although it's always different. Mode two and three, you would get more frequent taps on the wrist where it may be three to five minutes or so. And then homework mode, we have the kids work for a 15 minute period. We send some reminders during that time, but we send a reminder 15 minutes in for them to take a five minute break. If most kids really need a break and they don't want to have to have the egg timer at the table when they're studying, it gives them some freedom and independence to kind of take care of their own homework needs. You have some hidden lights that will flash back and forth during the break time and it vibrates a different way. So a lot of kids seem to like that too. Yeah, it kind of empowers the child. So have you noticed that kids wearing these over time, especially during the homework time, that they're able to start to regulate themselves? Like is there a learned behavior that happens from that work time and then break? Yeah, so it's been really pretty interesting. We did this research study that uh, I was telling you about earlier, and it was for three months. And one of the things that we learned was that the effects are immediate, so it happens right away, and it maintained for the whole time over the three-month span. Now, that's just for this one study, and we don't make any claims about that kind of stuff. But what was really interesting for us is the number one child that we had who made the most growth, there were different kids. Some kids made 20% growth. Some kids made 80% growth. We were hoping for about 5% gain, Um, but we had one child who made... I believe 110% overall improvement from the baseline to when he was wearing the Revive. What was wow. interesting for us was his parents called us several months after the study was over. He was he benefited so much from it that they actually bought two more. We let all the kids keep one. But the parents needed two more, one to keep at home, one to keep at school, and one in case he misplaced it. But what was really fascinating for us was that the parents started to send us snapshots of the progress reports, and they had started to actually dial back the settings. So they started on mode one, they went up to mode two, went up to mode three. But after he was wearing it for several months, they started to notice that he was more on task more consistently. So they started to dial it back down to mode two and mode one. So now they're actually trying to get him to not need to wear it at all now, which has been great after wearing it for probably close to a year. You know, he's been making a lot of gains that have been maintaining. So they feel like he has learned to be just more self-aware, whether he's wearing it or not wearing it. And I've noticed the same thing. Like I wear one pretty much every day. But if I ever do forget one, then I do notice checking my own behaviors more, even if it's not vibrating, because I'm more primed now to just be more cognizant of what I'm doing throughout my workday. Yeah, I've worn one and then my son who's 18 has been wearing one and my daughter who's 11 has been wearing one. So, I mean, are they meant for adults and children or are they more specifically meant for kids? Great question. So the original concept came while I was working as a school psychologist. So they were originally created 
for kids. We wanted something that was built for the classroom, so it had to be kid tough. It had to be friendly for kids in terms of safe plastics. It's all food grade plastic. You know, we have some options that are like a natural green cotton is like a certified organic blend. But starting with a children's use product idea, very quickly we learned that a lot of parents would call us and say, hey, this is a really cool thing. My kids really like it. We want one for us. So we started making them for adults too in terms of the sizing. So now we have a regular size band that fits most adults and most kids that are, you know, from fourth grade on. We have a small size band and we have a buckle band that fits pretty much everybody for kids and the adults. But it's designed where there's no screens. There's nothing that's going to be distracting to the kids or the adults in school or at work. It's super silent so you can't hear it in the classroom. The battery lasts seven days so the teachers aren't worrying about having to charge it all the time. But it looks modern enough and especially with our new buckle band option, it looks trendy enough where as an adult, you don't feel out of place wearing one either. Neither one of my kids balked at wearing it at all. In fact, I haven't heard anybody say anything about wearing it and it being a problem with any of that. So how did you come up with this whole band idea? I was working as a school psychologist and we were meeting two, three times a week doing student support team meetings and the response to intervention style meetings, which are wonderful problem solving tools. What I kept realizing though is that we had exhausted most of the options that were out there. We used things like the Intervention Central website for all these great research-based ideas, but we were coming up short when it came to kids who were struggling with focus. And pretty much every meeting that we were having was either centering around reading and focus or math and focus or it was just all about focus and attention. So I hit the internet, I did some searches, and I just couldn't find anything that was a really solid research-based tool to help keep kids on task and to help empower them. So I said, you know what? I love electronics. I like computer coding. So I probably made 200 trips or so to Radio Shack, and I built the very first prototype by hand. I taught myself electronics and software, and I built the very first ones. And we let some kids uh, that were like friends of family, my neighbor's kids try my cousins, and the feedback that I would get is, wow, this is really helpful. Can we have some more? It took me like 40 hours to make the first one. Um, It's not really feasible. So then we started to reach out for some grants so that I could actually start a company so we can provide these at a volume that would meet some of the demand that we were getting. So that's kind of how it all started. It was just a lot of time trying to build a company to support something that, you know, seemed to have a lot of promise. And then when we actually rolled it out, it's been super successful. And we're in probably over 6,000 schools around the country at this point. We're using all 50 states and we've been out for about a year now. So it's been a powerful experience just you know hearing a lot of positive feedback from people from the Amazon website and just from phone calls that we get and letters from kids so it's been an incredible journey over the last 12 months of production I can imagine I mean to have something that easy requires a lot of work you know I mean if it yeah. looks really easy there's a ton of work that's gone into it so I don't underestimate that at all but it's such a great simple concept of like hey Pay attention. Are you on that task? And with my 18-year-old son, he's driving. And sometimes I worry about him in the car driving, especially after he's just played a soccer game. He's got to drive like for an hour. And so I told him the other day, I said, son, make sure you have your band on just to make sure you're alert, wake, paying attention. And I asked him after, I said, did it help? And he's like, that was great, mom, because I was paying attention. I was awake. I don't think that was the intended use, but hey, it also worked out. And my daughter has some vision issues as well, but would be also considered to be more of an under-responder sensory-wise. She tends to be less responsive to environmental stimuli and just tends to be a little more in her own world. So I was real curious with her when she wore the band, if she would really notice that it was vibrating and if it would make as much of a difference that she respond like my son and her response was different she said yeah it makes it so when the teachers when she's reading a story I can really listen to that and I said well that's, oh, that's great, great isn't that great so have you had experience with kids with sensory issues because I know your backgrounds in children with autism so how about kids with various sensory under responders over responders have you seen any difference with those kids 
Yeah. So what you had said earlier is very true. Trying to make something that's just simple that when you put it on, it turns itself on. When you take it off, it turns itself off. And that it works every time without a lot of thought is really difficult. So we, we did a lot of work to make it super simple for kids and for teachers and for parents and just super friendly for the classroom. So when it came to trying to select the components that go inside of it, you know, it, it's all made here in America and we're all about quality. So we do a lot of quality control checks. But the hard part, as you mentioned, was trying to come up with something that will work for largely everybody who will use it. So to try to make something strong enough where kids who are hyposensitive, you know, and are under responders will still feel it. But for kids who, you know, maybe have like a typical sensory profile, will feel it and it's not too strong enough to make sure it's not too strong for kids who are hypersensitive. So we really tried to do a lot of work around coming up with the best fit. But we know in the real world, there's nothing that's ever going to be 100% perfect for every person out there. So to really make it kind of a safer purchase for people, we're a company that's in business to try to help people and try to put something on the wrists of people who can use a hand and to try to level the playing field. So we wanted to make sure that we never were to sell something and then people would get stuck with something if it wasn't helpful for them because we're not here to try to kidnap people's money. So what we do is we tell people, try it out. You can use it for three months. It's a 90-day trial period where you purchase it. And if you don't like it for whatever reason, you can send it back to us for a full refund. And this worked out really well because the return rate has been super, super low for us. But the returns that we actually do get, to allude back to what you were saying earlier, those usually are the kids who fall at one extreme end of the sensory profile spectrum for kids who are either extremely hypersensitive where it may feel a little bit too strong, but that's pretty rare. And then we have kids who it may feel not quite strong enough for who are hyposensitive. But again, that's pretty rare. For most kids, we've been very fortunate where we came up with a design that works pretty well for everybody. But we have two options. The Velcro option that we offer is actually geared towards kids with sensory needs Ah. uh, because it gives that ultimate adjustability where if they want to make it really really, really snug or just a, a hair less tight, you can get away with more with Velcro than you can with a watch clasp or a buckle. But a lot of people said, hey, you know, we want something for a more active user, child or adult. So we did recently come out with a buckle style or a watch style band. And we just introduced a whole bunch of fun colors over the last few weeks. So yeah, it's always a trick to try to please all the people all the time. I feel like we did a pretty good job. No, you did. You have some great colors. We have the buckle and the Velcro. And my daughter liked the Velcro one because she can make it real tight. Exactly. Yeah, And, and you uh, can make it a little bit stronger, the tighter that you wear the band, we recommend don't wear it too tight. Right. But, you know, sure. if you wear it so it's more snug, the vibrations are stronger. And if you want it a little bit less strong, you can also set the band so it's not so tight. So Rich, what's the youngest age person that you would recommend these bands for? Have you tried it on the kids less than three? or? No, the youngest that we use and recommend the Revive for is for ages six and up. And the research that we did in our research study was from kids from grades three through eighth grade. Have you thought about using it for younger kids? Is there a reason why we wouldn't try it for the younger people? We had it geared towards that age group in terms of the research. You know, that's all that that we recommend people use it for. But maybe in the future, we're going to look into kids that are both smaller and younger than the current group. Why did you decide the wrist? Great question. What we found was we wanted to have something that kids could manage and adults could manage on their own. And what we found was that on other parts of the body, it's just a lot of soft tissue and it's not a really good conductor of vibrations. So we found the most discreet place that we could place it, but also something that really fit in in terms of a style item. When we first started the project four years ago, it was about three years of just research and development, a lot of testing. We tried it on the wrist. We tried it on the ankle. We tried all these different places. And fitness track were just starting to get popular back then. They were just starting to hit the market. So we found that the combination of just a really good place to conduct a vibration where it was really noticeable, but also really quiet, and also some place where it looked appropriate to wear something on one's person. Yeah, that makes sense. 
So when you were creating this, what kind of roadblocks got in your way and how did you problem solve through them? Well, one of the very first folks that we spoke to when I was first founding the company said, don't do hardware, stay away from hardware. I'm always up for a challenge. I look forward to trying to tackle more difficult challenges, maybe that people would shy away from. So I said, no, that's no problem. We can overcome hardware. And as I realized, trying to build something physical and that's electrical and mechanical has a lot of challenges that people really never think about. And then when you try to build that volume, that you can actually keep the supply available for all the people who need something like this. It's very challenging to build something, to build it well. So we spent a lot of time working with the manufacturing facility that's down in Florida that we use to make sure that the quality was there, to make sure that it's kid tough, because kids are extremely tough on things. So we really wanted to make sure that this thing could live up to all the abuse that we may throw at it by putting it on your typical six or seven-year-old child, but also wanted to make sure that it was stylish enough. You could wear it if you're in high school or college or if you're in a but the whole manufacturing is very tricky because there's a supply chain where you're trying to juggle you know, these very large orders of thousands of different parts that go on a circuit board. And then you're trying to juggle the order cycle time of that and the lead times that are associated when these parts are coming in. And then you're building the product and you're having it shipped around and assembled. Um, so there's just a lot of moving parts. And then trying to finance all these moving parts is very challenging as well. So it's a very complicated, very expensive venue in terms of manufacturing the consumer grade electronics that we're doing. But we really found our stride and we found a lot of people here, like the Research Triangle area of the Carolinas. We're plugged in all the right people who really saved us a lot of time. They directed us so we wouldn't have to make some of the mistakes that we probably may have had to make just as part of a learning curve. It's been a really good process for us and we feel like we've got it down pat now. Yeah, it sounds complicated. Making a band's not that easy. I think there's a misconception about how quickly or how cheaply that you can make something. But when you have something that's worn on the wrist and it's used by kids and it's used every day in real world settings, we quality control check things when they come into our facility here. We quality control check them at the factory. They're quality control checked when they come back to us. And all these processes, a lot of them are very labor intensive. So there's people involved, there's shipping involved. So it becomes very expensive. So we tried to really bring some something to market at a price point that most people can afford. One of the things I swore when I was working as a school psychologist, I've since retired from that job because Focus Labs and Revive has become so big in the last six months. But one of the things that I promised myself is that I would never build a product that was priced exorbitantly where people couldn't afford it who needed it. We saw that a lot in the school systems where your typical assistive technology device goes for hundreds and hundreds or thousands and thousands of dollars. And when you look at it, you feel like probably it really didn't cost that much to make. Now, things are more expensive than you would ever think. We just wanted to make sure that we would always keep price and, and like the sensitivity that comes with buying something when someone's money may be tight. You know, you've been in the trenches where you see things, what works and what doesn't work. So I think that experience in and of itself is probably giving you a perspective that maybe a lot of people who manufacture things may not have, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a great analogy. Our claim to fame is we fuse psychology with technology. Mm. And there's not a lot of companies out there that can bring experience from working in a real world school system for a long time yeah. and kind of learning, you know, what the requirements are of school and for kids and then to also have knowledge of technology. So we managed to kind of fuse those things together to build something that works well across settings. 
Can you tell us a little bit about Focus Labs and what you guys sure. do overall? At Focus Labs, we are a company that we're growing significantly. We went from just two or three people to four or five to six, seven. There's eight people at Focus Labs now, soon to be probably nine or ten people. We're growing very quickly. Uh, it's been challenging to grow quickly while still keeping pace with everything, but it's been a really great problem to have. We're a pro-social company. We put people before profit. It's really important to us that we're bringing products to market that are healthy and safe for kids to wear. And we are very minded in terms of trying to give people opportunities that may not always get it. So for example, we started working with the UNC Teach program in terms of their venture or their arm of the organization that focuses on grownups with autism. So we just brought somebody on to help work at Focus Labs. It's a grownup that's on the autism spectrum. And we actually want to bring in some more people because a lot of our users are on the autism spectrum. So we thought it was a really cool opportunity to bring some people on board who are amazing employees. They're great to work with. And not everybody will always give somebody with autism the opportunity because they don't always understand just how great they can be in all these different roles. That's something that we really want to try to start like a new movement in terms of employing people with various challenges that I think have been pretty overlooked in the past. So it's been a great opportunity for us to kind of further that. But for us, as I mentioned, we're a pro-social company and we're just all about trying to level the playing field. So that's what Revive is all about. It's about trying to re-empower people who have a hard time being able to engage in on-task behavior and things like focus. So future things that we're working on now and that we're going to be working on are centered around trying to empower people that I think have been overlooked by technology companies in the past. When you think about all the people out there who sort of have been overlooked by technology, there's a lot of groups of people out there. So I think that's fantastic. I'm excited for you guys. So what do you think has made you successful? We're really focused on our customers. Our customers are the most important part about everything that we do. And one of the things that we talk about um, in our team meetings are that we always have to continue to put customers first. We literally operate our company by the golden rule. We've sat down as a group and we've talked about things that we've liked working with different companies in our everyday lives and things that have not been so positive. And we just do a, a really good job as a group to just treat people how we want to be treated. So if somebody calls us, we answer the phone. If somebody emails us, we respond. If someone has a question or a concern or a problem, we always make sure that we are doing right by our customers. If they're not happy, then everything else that we're doing is just for not. So that's been, I think, the most important thing is just build something that people want, build something that is helpful to people, and then treat people right. For 20 years, I've said, you know, at the end of a speech or an occupational or physical therapy session, you're not making a widget. You know, there's nothing you can feel, hold, touch, smell. But what you have is a relationship between the therapist and the family and the therapist and that child, which is significant, but it's not a tangible object. You actually Mm -hmm. are making something tangible, yet really your focus is not on that tangible object, but yet your focus is still on the people. It's been really powerful. What's cool about doing what we do is that the interaction that we have with people every day is that we build something that by report from our customers, we build something that changes people's lives. It's simple at face value. There's a lot of software and technology in the background that, like you said, we've done work so that it comes off as very simple, but there's a lot of complicated electronics and software behind the scenes. At the end of the day, what it's doing is it's benefiting people. And in some cases, it's positively changed their lives. So it's been a really cool experience to come to work and know that what we do every day is positively impacting people, especially people that are struggling with staying on task and with work completion and with focus, because there's just not a whole lot of options out there. No, there are not. And for someone like myself who has struggled with that their whole life, oh, there is not. This is a great option. 
So how do you stay motivated? It's been something where for a while I was working 75 and 80 hour weeks to get Focus Labs up and running off the mm-hmm. ground when it first started. I did that for a couple of years. And sometimes I would stop and think, you know, what's driving me for this? You know, it's been more work than I, I had ever thought it would take and more work than I would have thought possible. When somebody once asked me that, they said, what motivates you? And I thought about it for a few minutes one night. And it's really been the interactions that we have. For me, it's been primarily with the kids that are using the Revive. We get handwritten notes and we get sometimes video submissions sent to us via email of kids that are using Revive who are thanking us. And, you know, for us, it goes beyond just building something and putting it into a box and shipping it out. It's inspiring um, that the more people that we reach and the better job that we do, um, the more people we can help. So it was a real pull for me to stop working my career as a psychologist in the school system and do this full time. But at the end of the day, I, I realized that I can help a lot more people on a much grander scale by getting more revives out there. So the motivation has just been that we're helping people and they seem to really appreciate it. So whenever we're tired, or we're here early or we're here late, which is most of the time, you know, that's what really keeps us going is just that we're helping people, you know, a large majority of them kids. Yeah, no, you're changing people's lives for the better, which is fantastic. So if people want to stay connected with what you've got, you know, new products that may be coming out, how's the best way for them to stay connected to get that information? If you go to focuslabs.com and we spell focus with a K, so focuslabs.com, we have a sign up where you can jump on our mailing list. We don't send out any spam emails. We don't sell your information. But if we have new band options coming out or new colors or new products that are in the pipeline, we will send you some updates. So you can just click right on the link at the bottom and you can receive our mailing list updates once in a while. I love that 90-day trial period. It's so parent-friendly and helpful. But if you want to buy one, where do you go? So you can go to focuslabs.com. You can pick one up there. Um, it is $99.95. Or you can get it through the Amazon page. It is on Prime. So mm. you can get it some days, depending upon where you live, you can actually get it same day dropped off to wow. your house, which is the power of, of Amazon Prime. Or you can get it in two or three days in most cases. But yeah, the 90-day trial period for purchasing, it's been a great tool because you know it really takes away the risk for parents of getting stuck with something that they don't want or that they don't need. So if you want to find out more information about the Revive, we'll have pictures of that on our website at pediatricdt.com. Go to focuslabs.com, find out more about the Revive. They've got a great pilot study on there you can read. They've got videos you can see, pictures, testimonials from parents. It's a great website to find out all the information you need. Rich, thank you so much for being here with us today. I think this has been great. And I am so glad that mom called us. I am so glad because this is a great product. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's fantastic. We appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure. Your folks and your listeners can follow us. We're on Facebook also and on Twitter for updates as well. But yeah, we're thrilled to have been a part of this. And if your listeners have any questions, they can give us a call or an email. We're happy to help. All your contact information will be in our show notes, so we'll have it there too. Check out this podcast and check out other podcasts on theworkingtherapist.com. It's a good resource for families and teachers and therapists. We've got all kinds of topics. Thank you, Rich, and thanks everybody for listening. I enjoyed spending some time with you guys today, and catch us next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 